In May 1977, the West Country newspaper, the Western Morning News, printed a short and rather poignant story, headlined The Broken-Hearted Sweethearts Left on the Jetty. It described a touching scene with a hundred or so local girls waving their Iranian sweethearts off as they set sail for the Middle East from Portsmouth. Around twenty of them were thought to be pregnant or had already had babies by their men. The two ships carrying them away, the Psalm and the Zal, had been built in the UK between 1971 and 1973. British Navy and Iranian naval personnel, stationed on the south coast of England, refitted them for the Imperial Iranian Navy between 1975 and May 1977. Now, the crews were going home on their frigates. Lovesick Iranians wept openly as they kissed their sweethearts goodbye, said the newspaper article, explaining that Iranian Navy regulations forbade the sailors from marrying their ladies. One sad 18-year-old said, These lads were wonderful. They treated us like ladies. Their manners were perfect. One of those sweethearts, B. Harrison, who I met over thirty years after this farewell, remembers the scene clearly. Her first love, Hassan, was on the Zal. Rod Stewart's song, I Am Sailing, a number one hit in both 1975 and 1976, played out over loudspeakers as the frigate set sail. She recalls, I saw Hassan waving. I didn't know then that I would never see him again. Hassan's dearest wish was to come back to her. She watched him disappear over the horizon through her tears. As the article explained, the girls are petitioning the Foreign Secretary, Dr. David Owen, MP, for Devonport, to try and get the marriage rules relaxed. David, later Lord, Owen, visited Iran that month and raised the issue with Iranian government ministers. He was unsuccessful and the sailors never returned to the UK to marry their sweethearts. Two years later, the Iranian revolution brought an abrupt end to such dalliances. A heavy curtain fell between the West and a newly fervent Islamic Iran. Many Iranian military officers in the country were executed immediately. Those abroad were summoned back. A good number were imprisoned and tortured. Some were sentenced to death. My small part in this great arc of 20th century history is as the child of an Iranian officer left behind when he too set sail for Iran from Portsmouth, reluctantly relinquishing all claims to me, his birth daughter. My own story started exactly ten years earlier from that emotional farewell on the jetty, in May 1967, when I was born in St. James's Hospital in Leeds. My birth mother, a white English girl from the south coast, had fallen pregnant when she had just finished her A-levels. She had won a place at university, the first in her working-class family, and was devastated to find out that she was pregnant with a mixed-race child. At the time, having any kind of child out of wedlock, let alone one of mixed race, was still pretty taboo. My birth father and she had met in a bar in Portsmouth, the Golden Apple, popular with naval officers, and had been much taken with each other. She recalled a handsome young man in a dress uniform who drove a sports car. 
He recalled a pretty, petite, blonde girl. But the brief relationship didn't last, and the pregnancy was a shock to both of them. Despite that, my birth father offered to marry her and take us back to Iran. She decided instead to have me adopted. Birth fathers then had few rights. My birth mother started her university course away from her hometown, so the pregnancy need never be discovered and triggered the adoption process before I was even born.